So for those of you that don't know this fun fact about me, um, my first introduction into clinical work as a therapist was um, at the police department working with victims of domestic violence. This was very interesting because a lot of times I wasn't able to just focus on the client and what they needed um, and what was bothering them. A lot of times I also had to focus on their abuser and what that relationship dynamic was like and assessing at all times how dangerous that person may have been. Um, that was a very interesting time for me because one, I didn't realize until then just how common domestic violence was, but then also it really forced me to think long and hard about, um, not only relationships that I had, um, I was married at the time, so my relationship with my husband, but then also relationships I had seen with friends, family members, um, peers, how relationships are portrayed in the media and just really getting a good understanding of what is a healthy relationship, what is an unhealthy relationship, and what brings two people together in the beginning, or <laughs> what brings two people together in the first place. Um, so today, it's going to be a little caveat, but something also fun. Today, I'm going to talk about um, five things that I learned when I was on Tinder for like a few months <laughs> um, and how interesting that experience was and how not only it has helped me in my clinical work but how it helps me moving forward um, as I get back into the dating world so stay tuned Hey fam, you're listening to the Bougie Therapist Podcast. My name is Kiana Waniri, and I'm a master's level clinical mental health counselor. My mission is to help heal the black family by explaining how historical, generational, and childhood trauma negatively impacts the mental health, spiritual health, and emotional health of black people. So, as I mentioned, today we'll be talking about five things I learned while on Tinder. So, let's just jump right in. The first thing I noticed, or the first thing I learned, was people's bios matter. Um, more importantly, how people describe themselves matter. Here's why. First of all, um... I'm, I learned really quickly, anybody who didn't write in the bio or wrote something stupid like swipe right and then we can have it like and then you can ask me whatever you want. Um, I tended to shy away from them because my idea was one, if you have absolutely nothing to say about yourself um, when like an app is asking like hey describe yourself and it could be as simple as possible it doesn't have to be elaborate like some people had elaborate bios but most people just kept it simple especially because um i'm technically not technically i am heterosexual <laughs> so um i was only looking at men's profiles um so my thing is like you can say something very you can keep your um, explanation of who you are very streamlined and just be like, hey, I'm a chill dude that likes to have fun. That's cool. I was more likely to swipe right on those profiles 
um, than I was on one that was either completely blank or on one where the person was like, swipe right and then let's talk about it. Like, no, sir. No. Who are you? Who are you? Because my thing is, if you can't give at least a one sentence, one word answer about who you are or why you're here, that's problematic. Um, Not to mention, a lot of times I notice with the people that I did actually have conversations with, the bio was a lot of the conversation started. Um, And some people intentionally constructed their bios to be conversation pieces so that, one, you would have something to talk about because um, I'll mention later, but not everyone knows how to hold a conversation. Um, But then also, it was just, it, it was a great way to just like, get to know a person um or know where to start moving forward um so yeah it was always weird to me when people either had blank bios or um kind of tried to get out of it by just saying like swipe right and then let's talk no sir not flying the second thing i learned was that as i mentioned most people don't know how to have a conversation. <laughs> so what was really interesting to me, and to be fair, I'm a therapist. So not to, you know, brag, but like in a lot of ways, I would consider myself a communication expert um, in terms of like understanding how conversations work, understanding how communication works, um, the components of like a conversation and communication, like all of that. Those are things that are uh, very necessary for my job. So it was really interesting to realize that, like, the average person doesn't really know how to have or hold a conversation. Um, It was interesting because it would be people that had, like, decent bios, um, obviously cute enough to be a swipe right. But then when we tried to have a conversation, I knew within the first five minutes is uh generous within the first couple <laughs> the first couple sentences are like exchanges if this was a person that I was going to even continue to talk to because it was it's just it's terrible how many adults um don't know how to have the conversation so that was one thing that was very very interesting to me number three um this one probably isn't a shocker to most people um, and to be honest, it shouldn't be a shocker to me. I think the problem is I'm the type of person that, um, well, you know, those memes, like if XYZ was a person, it would be me. So I'm the, if you ain't got a lot of kick it was a person that would be me. Like that's who I am. I'm like, what do you want? Where are you looking for? Um, and let's negotiate. Let's let's work this out. Um, because sometimes, like, one, I, I really value and appreciate honesty because so many people are not honest these days. Um, so when a person, and then in like a, a sick, twisted way, like, I do appreciate a man that is very honest about what he wants, can vocalize that, and um, his actions are in line with what he says he wants. So I can appreciate when a person is like, hey, like, this is what I want. Take it or leave it. Um, and I know some people think that that's rude, but I'd rather somebody say that than, like, play games. So it was very interesting to realize, like, even on Tinder, where that's notoriously, like, the best place to be like, oh, I just want to have sex or, oh, I just want to, like, 
collect numbers or, oh, I just want the attention. Like, well, people, nobody's going to admit that they want the attention. But, you know, like, there are ways that you can admit, like, oh, you know, I'm just here casually, like, not looking for anything serious. Um, there are ways that you can be very forthright and, um, very, very forthright about that. But I was very surprised at how a lot of times that wasn't the case even on tinder which is very disheartening because again i'm like if there's any place that you could be like hey i just want to have sex that is a place and yet people still didn't like um take that opportunity and to be fair i do think part of it is um me and one of my coworkers have this joke about like not doing men's emotional labor and how a lot of times men they're not looking for sex per se what they really need is an emotional support and the sex is just extra or they don't know how to communicate their needs or express their feelings um so the next best thing to human interaction on a very intimate level is sex so even if they don't cognitively know that their brains and their bodies know it and so it kind of motivates them to um seek out conversation or seek out quote-unquote relationships for the sake of the sexual gratification and then having someone to like support them emotionally even if that's not like even if they don't recognize that that's what's happening so to be fair I do realize that a lot of times um people don't know what they want so it's hard to say that but I think people know enough to know like oh I don't want anything serious or I don't know why I'm here, I'm just here, or I just want to have fun. They they at least know that, but then it still blows my mind how many people still lie about that. So that was very interesting to me. Number four. So this one is kind of obvious because I think um, we all just kind of do it, whether you're on Tinder, Instagram, Facebook, just out in the world. Um, well, you wouldn't have a profile picture out in the world, <laughs> but like um, the, the point that I'm getting to is like the appearance piece. But so one thing that I found very interesting is how important it was to pay attention to the pictures that the person chose. One, the quality of the pictures. Uh, not as like I wasn't as like anal about the angle, but like paying attention to the angle of the picture. But then also like what is in the picture like is this a guy with a whole lot of pictures of him and his homeboys in the club is it a picture of like a random dude and like a random girl or like a group of girls or like him at the strip club um is it (laughs) a picture of like a dude like Gucci down from his head to his feet like like what is what is happening in the picture because it gives you a lot of insight on one what their personality is um and then two what they value and also if they're flashy or not because for me I have this thing about like flashy men um and we'll we may or may not get into that later in a different podcast I haven't decided if I want to how much I want to talk about relationships Um, on this podcast but it is relevant um but there's I have a thing about flashy men and it's for a reason but um profile pictures and the pictures that they use um are very important and so it's very interesting to me um how unconsciously 
we choose the pictures that we want to be used to display who we want people to think that we are um and then what the reality of them ends up being and how a lot of times it those two things aren't that far off like the pictures that they choose and then the mask that they wear or the, the image that they're trying to portray so um it was very interesting to me the profile picture piece um especially because for some reason a lot of men thought it was funny to like have pictures of girls so either like one girl multiple girls whatever another girl um in their profile picture and then in their bio like reference it so either be like um oh and by the way that girl is my sister like oh by the way that girl is my best friend or like like explain it but then it's like why though like did you could you not have just chosen it a different picture like why why did you need the picture with the girl in there that's a whole different story um but it was very intriguing to me um the psychology behind like how we pick which pictures we want to represent us um and a lot and then like most importantly like what those pictures look like and number five lastly but definitely not least are there really are there really plenty of fish in the sea um so one thing tinder taught me and i'm sorry to keep laughing because i like the more that I talk about this, the more that I keep thinking about, like, just the experience overall and then just, like, <laughs> um, particular people, some particular people and exchanges that I had. Um, but one thing I noticed really quickly is that part of it could have been that prior to that, I was in, like, a eight-year marriage. So that was the first time um, that I had ever been on Tinder or ever, like, actually dated so it was kind of weird in and of itself but then like to realize like how <laughs> how ridiculous <laughs> how ridiculous people are um and also intriguing it was very it was just an experience but one thing I noticed really fast is that I am very picky so I surprised myself at how many profiles I was declining before I would like swipe right and even when I was swiping right, which ones did I, like, automatically swipe right on and which ones I literally debated on? Um, either for half a second, a few seconds, um, a straight, like, pause, reflect, call on Jesus, like, swipe right or left. Um, it was very interesting to me because I, I hadn't really recognized it about myself before. Um, but then also, like, the statistics of it so um I wasn't counting how many people I was like swiping left on so that wasn't a part of the stats that I was kind of keeping in my head but what I did keep track of the what I did keep track of was how many people I swiped right on because it'll tell you how many people you uh not swiped right on how many people I matched with because the app will tell you how many people you matched with so I um paid attention to how many people I matched with and then paid att attention to how many actual conversations I had. Then, out of that group of people, um, paid attention to how many people I actually ended up giving my phone number to. Because most people, um, like, I, I talked to them for a while before, like, I gave them my personal number. Um, one, because the more, I, the more I really, like, think about my... The more I really... Um, reflect on who I am and some of my like 
habits, especially in interpersonal relationships, I realize I'm actually pretty, um, I can't think of a better word right now, but I'm a little antisocial, and I, I don't really like people, I don't really like to get close to people, or let people get close to me, so it took me a while to trust a person with me giving them my phone number, um, but I pay attention to how many people I actually gave my number to, and then out of those, um, most of those I actually, well, no, that's not true. Some of those, obviously, I ended up going on a date with them, meeting in person. But then some of them um, were just like we were texting. But then I pay attention to how many people I actually went on a date with. So just to go over, I pay attention to how many people I swiped uh, right with and matched with. How many people I started a conversation with or they started a conversation with me. So we were having some kind of back and forth within the app. How many people I gave my phone number to. And then how many people I actually like went on a date with or met in person. So I'm just going to throw out um, like random numbers because I don't remember the exact numbers and I don't I don't have the app anymore. Um, But I do remember like the general like ballpark numbers. So I'll say I swiped right and matched with about 50 people. Out of those 50 people, I probably had 15 to 20. 20 would be on the high end, but between like 15 to 20 um conversations out of those conversations that I was having in the app I probably exchanged numbers with maybe like five or six I'm, I'm gonna say five to seven about five to seven and then out of those five to seven I probably went on four dates four that I can think of um Sorry if I missed somebody. But like four days that I went on. So if you think about the math, that's terrible. So like I matched with 50 people. So this is like you you cute. Like I think you cute. You think I'm cute too. Okay, cool. <laughs> Started conversation with about 20. Um, only gave my number to like five or seven. Which means that that was, them was the only ones that one could hold a conversation and or that I actually had like chemistry with. Because that's another thing I realized. Physical attraction isn't everything. So you could be like, oh, this dude, fine. Um, I'm going to swipe right on him. But then if he can't have a conversation, like, none of that matters. Like, it doesn't matter. And I think it's something that we kind of take for granted. But that really showed me just how um, separate those two components are. Um, And then another part was, um, dang, I lost my train of thought. Um, Oh, but then, so... Out of the people that I had a conversation with, like, how many I gave my number to. Um, and then the conversation doesn't really change much when, when a person, like, when dudes have my personal number. But it definitely allowed us to get, like, closer and have, like, different a different type of conversation. Um, some that didn't really, not, it, there wasn't very many that that didn't go well with. But there were some that I learned real fast, like, eh. No, like I don't really like this. Um, and then most of the other ones were cool. And but then like going out on a date with is when you really um get to see like do all these pieces go together? Because again, like a person's picture, a person's written communication, a person's texting and verbal communication over the phone, and then them in real life 3D 
human form, like aura, energy, spirit, and all, those are all very different experiences. So, um, it was just extremely interesting to me how multifaceted and nuanced relationships, uh, or compatibility, I won't say relationships, relationships are multifaceted and nuanced, but like how multifaceted and nuanced, um, well, chemistry and compatibility, um, yeah, how nuanced those things are, because we say all the time, like, oh, there are plenty of fish in the sea, there are plenty of fish in the sea, and it's like, yeah, there are a billion people, I don't know the exact number, but there are a whole, whole lot of people in the world, um, regardless of what your gender or sexual orientation is, um, there are plenty of people in the world, but that, out of all of those people that are available, there's a very, very, very tiny amount, well, not tiny, but a very small amount of, um, those people that you would actually have chemistry with and or be compatible with so that just really um and the more I'm talking the more I'm realizing this will probably be a series but it just really got me to thinking about maybe why so many people stay in like unhealthy relationships um because yeah it's just when when I did the math I was very very surprised um and interested in how um, the percentage of how many people I actually like when I on dates with and then like and still talk to um, in some capacity to this day, like that number versus how many people I quote unquote matched with. So those are my five things are the five things that I learned from Tinder. I'll go back over them really quickly. So one, um, people's bios matter. So the ways they describe themselves and when they don't know how to describe them, themselves or choose not to describe, I cannot talk. I'm sorry, y'all. When they uh, don't describe themselves, so they don't put a bio or anything, or like the way that they choose to describe themselves, that really matters. Um, two, it was interesting to recognize that most people don't know how to hold a conversation. Um, full grown adults not know how to have a conversation. Very interesting. Um, three, Oh, I can't read my writing. Oh, most people aren't honest about their intentions. Um, even on a place, even in an app like Tinder, where um, one, if you wanted to, it is easy. To, it's easy. I didn't mention this earlier, but it's easy to catfish a person if you wanted to. Um, but Tinder is notoriously known for like being a hookup app, and yet people still don't take it. <laughs> oh, y'all gonna think I'm a psychopath. People still don't take advantage of that and will still lie and misrepresent themselves, which part of it's human nature, so it is what it is, but that was just fascinating to me. Like, even when you allow people to be truthful and honest, they, they, still, don't, they still don't do it. Um, four, pay attention to um, people's profile pictures. Um, most importantly, what they're doing in those pictures, who else is in them pictures, and how they are visually representing themselves. Because a lot of times the pictures will give you a good idea of what they value um, or kind of what their personality is. And of course, some of this is like, to be fair, I interned at the police department, which I mentioned. Um, I already am a very like observant person. Um, I'm clearly a therapist, so I know how to psychoanalyze people. Um, and that's something else. Uh, 
super random, <laughs> but my dad is a Scorpio and he and I get along really well and I have like some pretty intense Scorpio qualities. So, um, yeah, I pay attention to everything. So that was just very interesting to me. Like, again, how people choose to represent themselves visually. And then five, um, are there really, are there really plenty of fish in the sea? Um, because again, like physical attraction, chemistry, and compatibility are all three different things. And oftentimes they do not all align. Um, not to be fair, I mean, now to be fair, um, you don't need to have all three. Like, most people ain't looking for, like, a wife or a husband or a long-term relationship. Some people just looking for somebody to chill with or, like, somebody to occupy their time or give them attention. So all three of those things are not um, necessary, but it was still just interesting to uh, recognize how... Um, how hard it is to find all three of those things in one person. It's even sometimes two of those things. And so, um, yeah, it was just, it was just a very eye-opening experience. So, um, when I post this podcast, I will make space on Facebook and Instagram for us to start a conversation on what are some of your thoughts if you've ever been on Tinder or used online dating um, or just dating in general. It doesn't have to be online dating. Um, and what are your thoughts about anything that I said? Um, anything that you like, girl, you were out of line. Or things that you also experienced. Or things that I didn't mention that you did experience. Um, share thoughts, comments, all of that. I'd love to hear them. Um, on Facebook, I only really add like, People that I know on Facebook, so I won't tell you what my Facebook is. If you know, you know. If you don't, oh well. Um, but the rest of you all can find me on Instagram um, at the Bougie Therapist. Um, that's at T H E B O U G I E T H E R A P I S T. Um, sounds like a Bougie. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can find me on the Bougie Therapist at Instagram. I'm the most active there. Um, and like I said, when I post this podcast, I'll also post, um, I'll also allow space for you all to comment in regards to like any comments that you have about the podcast. Um, so that's all I have for you all today. Hopefully you liked it and support me, subscribe to the podcast, um, go to my post and comment and share your stories. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Cause it's, <laughs> it's real out here in these streets. So until next time.